Welcome to another episode of All Access. I am your host, Trenton Warsham, here for SoundLinkMagazine.com. Today's guest is Michael LaBelle, who was a part of the Skylet Drive at the end of their career and is now the frontman of Four Crux, in which we talk about his transition from both bands and everything that both those bands are up to now. So uh, let's get right into it, and you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and all that good stuff just by looking up SoundLink Magazine. I guess we can we can start about you know back then and how you got to where you are today and everything with the Skylet Drive you know like coming up during that time when this this music scene and this stuff was still sort of fresh and people still trying it out not really knowing what they were doing with it and everything and so just you know I guess start there and everything and talk about how you got into this and what that ride was like starting off with the Skylet Drive and seeing you guys blow up you know you know during that period. Yeah, man, for sure. So. Um like you said, um, everybody gets in this industry and no one knows how it's going to turn out or how anything works really because there's a different situation for a million scenarios, you know. So I've been I've been playing shows since I was 13 and then I was always kind of involved and I was always trying to get my foot like further and make as many connections as, as I could. So we like I would sign us up for some of like the worst possible gigs, the worst situations and stuff like that. But eventually it made our way up and then we got better contacts and then we started playing bigger shows and stuff like that. Um, I'm talking about like my very, very first band and my very first couple of bands. Um, and then um, I sort of moved up. Um, I, I was jumping around from band to band and uh, for some people it, it makes it seem like like this person's really immature and they're not really knowing what they're doing. But, and, and, you know, in my case, if this, if this potential project could bring me a step further in the industry, I always have to think about myself because it's a business that everybody's trying to survive in and it's very, very hard. So I took every possible, like every best possible situation and I would definitely go for it. Um, so then same process, kind of like with the Skylar Drive, I had auditioned for, um, of Reverie, which was, uh, uh, the biggest band in my hometown. And, um, that's, uh, of Reverie, that's where I met most of the Horcrux guys. And, um, so, you know, I did a Reverie for a while and then it, it, it honestly helped me push myself, uh, to the next level. Um, I did a lot of vocals for that band. So it kind of brought me from, uh, you know, kind of not really knowing what to do to, okay, you know, this is how I'm supposed to do things. Um, I was really involved with the business side of things in February too. So that was always something that really interested me just to know how the industry worked. Um, and then eventually um, I was just messing around on Facebook and then I had found the Skylar Drive's page. And then I wasn't, I used to listen to them in high school. Um, and then I was like, oh, you know, it's cool that they're still doing stuff. So I went on their page and then I noticed that they were doing uh, like Facebook auditions, like anyone could audition. So I was like, this is so cool. This is awesome. Um, so recorded my own stuff and then sent it out. And then probably a week, week and a half later, um, I got, I got an email with like plane tickets. We need to go record um, the first single uh, within these walls. And that was honestly, that's the moment that I, I was like super shocked, you know? Um, and then fast forward throughout, the, the year and a half that I was with the Skylight guys made so many friends, so many new connections. Um, I've met so many new people that I still talk to today. Um, and it's, it's honestly brought me like so many years ahead of the game. And it feels great that all of my hard work from back then from playing these first shows 
has paid off finally. Um, and then things started slowing down with the Skylar Drive. So when I came back home, uh, my friends in Avery, uh were still doing stuff, not a lot. Uh, so I was like, hey, why don't we play music together again? And then uh, we we recruited. Um, so it was myself and then the two guitar players from Avery, Scott and Danny, and then our bassist, Ryan. And then we eventually found Zach, our drummer. Um, Zach uh, has been really, really involved with uh, the local scene um, ever since he started playing band uh, shows with his band, Here Comes Bigfoot. And so he, I, I always, always really, really had like an eye for him. He, he was such a solid drummer back then and he's still a solid drummer today. Um, so I was like, you know, let's, let's grab him. Let's, uh, let's uh, jam with him. So a couple practices in, um, great times, man. We, we wrote some awesome songs. Um, and those are the ones that are on the Dark Mark EP. Yeah, it's, it seems like, you know, all these people I talk to in bands, you know, who, who've gone on to do a lot of things, it always seems like everything they learned started at the local level, playing, you know, those those crappy shows with nobody there or trying to tour for the first time. And it, it seems like when, when they're doing what they're doing now, uh, no matter if it's a new band or, you know, a band they've been in for many years, it seems like everything they've learned or everything they've applied was, was from back then and stuff. So... But now it seems like, because that, that was what you had to do, like now it seems like everybody, anybody can get on Facebook, make a Facebook post, download some plugins, you know, make you know make a heavy metalcore song or whatever. And there's not really that, that learning experience like it was back in the day. Do you, do you see that with newer bands? Oh, definitely, man. I mean, I, I sort of, like when we were doing like the Reverie stuff, um, we, were, we went to our producer, Doug Meadows, who also did um, the, the Dark Mark EP. And he's more of like, um, like he's very hands-on, like digital kind of guy. And but like that was the sound that we wanted, you know. And then so that kind of like really inspired me to start doing some of those things. And um, like it requires a lot of patience. <laughs> uh, but also, also playing these like smaller shows require a lot of patience too. So it's it's a win and win, and it's also a loss in both situations, you know. But uh, like like you said, definitely anyone can can get a MacBook Pro and then just plug in a couple things and make like the best record out there. Yeah. And so now with uh Horcrux, the the new stuff, the new EP just came out very recently, this past week or so. And you know talk about that a little bit. You know what's the whole concept behind it? You know you guys you guys have that, you know, metalcore, you know, electronic sound going on, but the har- artwork looks sort of like that old like hardcore looking font that a lot of bands are using now too. So you know, talk about a little about the creative vision behind it and what went into the development of the, the art and the image of, of this band. Yeah, for sure, man. Um, well, the, the thing is, is that with this EP, um, every single song, I feel like we've incorporated new elements. Um, so, you know, when we started off, we kind of knew that what, what the sound we wanted for, like what, what we were aiming for in the end. Um, and then eventually we just got these six songs that, that are on the EP and, you know, like, I, I, I hate to brag, but like, I feel like every song has like a different element to it. Um, and like, it was, we weren't really sure what we were doing really. Uh, we were just guys having fun, just jamming out songs, you know, like exactly how it was back in the days. Um, and so we just we just wrote out so many songs, and then uh, the concept behind the dark mark. You know, a lot of people think that we're actually 
um, like doing a, a Harry Potter kind of thing, but we're not really. Um, it, it's just kind of the image that we're going for, just a little darker. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're, we're just, the EP is definitely us just messing around with whatever we can write, really. Okay, so was so I'm guessing there wasn't like a lot of structure with with content and stuff. You guys were just you know like you said just you know messing around. So going forward, do you have a grasp on what you guys might want to do for another EP or full length later down the road, or are you guys just you know just doing this for fun? You know, just whatever happens happens in the studio type of thing. Yeah, so we're we're like as as hard as we're going for it, we we really want to make this like a like a, a big thing. You know, we we're definitely all in. Um, and as for the sound, I feel like on the, on the new songs that we've been writing and messing around with, we've definitely found our, our sound, but it definitely still has, um, like the dark Mark EP, uh, feel to it. Um, but there's definitely a lot more, uh, like experimental stuff going on. Okay. Yeah. And going forward and all that stuff, like, well, you know, you guys plan a tour or anything in the future anytime soon, or are you guys just still cranking out tunes and stuff? And if, if so, like, you know, how long are you going to, like, spend planning on this, planning all the new music and writing it out and getting all that stuff organized? Yeah. Uh, so we recently signed with um, UAC Management, uh, who's a management company based out of the UK. And so we presented him everything that we wanted to do um, throughout this year. And then he he's he's really awesome to work with. He just structured us a full plan for the year. Nice. Um, so we do we do have yeah, dude, it's great. It's awesome not having to worry about what's next. You know, this guy just found like five million things to do with the stuff that we've already have out, um, which is awesome. Uh, so we presented him these ideas, and then we were like, we, we we're doing this, but we also want to do this. And so we have uh, some weekend runs in um, Canada coming up. We have one in April, and then we've got one in June uh, that's being booked right now. Um, as for, like, the states and, like, further out west in Canada, as much as I would want to, um, you know, if the offer is there, we'll definitely think about it. But in the end, um, we still kind of have to make a little bit of money for us to be able to afford traveling through oh, the yeah, states sure. and everything like that yeah. so there's definitely uh some tours coming up definitely some new music um we're planning on entering the studio of may so really really soon actually um we've got three songs that we're really really happy with um right now okay and uh you guys just have management right you're not really necessarily signed to a label correct or do you guys are you guys on a label right now no, we're we're on sign. We just uh, we just have a, a manager. Okay, yeah, that's that's what I was, that's what I was thinking. Um, so, being being on Tragic Hero, the Skylight Drive, and everything, and doing this all independent now without a label, you know, what are some things that you guys have have gotten to do that you may not not been able to do on a label? And what are some things that you have learned from a label to apply to yourselves to where you may not need one in the future or anything? Yeah, I mean, having a label is definitely like it's it's definitely a step in the right direction if the people you're working with are, are honest businessmen, you know. Um, if you've got a great label, it, it helps you so much. Um, it, it like it helps your online presence. Um, you know, they, they take care of a lot of things that people don't really know about, such as like printing merch and uh, shipping out uh, uh, orders and stuff like that and uh, boosting your online presence. I'm not sure if I already said that one. Uh, but going from being in a label 
to not being in a label where we have to do everything on our own. You know, it's kind of like these small things that you notice here and there that you're like, oh, uh, maybe we should think about doing this since, you know, it's not really something that we're doing right now. Um, it's definitely a challenge for sure. Do you prefer being having that extra work to do yourselves or would you prefer having someone else like helping you guys out? Um, it, it all, and honestly, it all depends on, on what it is really. Uh, like right now we're managing our own online store and our, our own orders and stuff like that. So, um, sometimes it's kind of hard, but I mean, myself or Scott are usually the ones that will send out the stuff and all this, all of the merch is, um, is at Scott's place. So it's kind of hard if Scott can't make it, it's kind of hard for me to go there and having to pick up the package and, and shipping it out, you know, um, that's kind of like I wish we had that help. We've um, we've looked into having our merch set up online on like uh, Merge Bucket and stuff like that, um, but we never got replies. So we're doing everything on our own right now. Okay, rad. Yeah, we actually have someone who who did leave a comment in this Facebook feed thing, and you can uh, you can elaborate on this as much as you want to. Uh, they're just wondering what is going to happen with the Skylet Drive, and and I'll add on to that with the new band that you're in now. Are you even would you even consider or be down to do something with a scout drive? Should everything work out for for that to happen? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, I I still I feel like I still owe so much to the the Skylight Drive guys for taking me in and literally bringing me to where I am today. Um, so if if ever the option comes up where I have to do something with a Skylight Drive. Man, my bags are packed within five <laughs> minutes of that email. I swear to God. <laughs> yeah, so that's good to know that because I, I really don't know uh, myself what exactly happened with that situation. So I guess I'm you know I'm glad to hear from what you're saying that it wasn't a bad bad breakup or or hiatus or whatever you want to call it going on with, with that. Um, yeah, definitely a lot of behind the scenes kind of things. Um, a lot of like. Uh, like lawyers involved and stuff like that stuff that I, I, I personally don't really want to get into oh yeah I uh, just fine. don't know I don't know the whole uh, the whole details of it you know um, most of the time with the Skyler Drive you know whenever they needed me or whenever I needed to do something they would just hit me up um, and you know things were kind of quiet for so long between the band and then between the band and the fans you know so it, it was it's very hard for us um, it was very hard for us and um, you know, one day, I know one day we're, we're going to come back for sure. Okay. And is it, this is something I was going to ask you about earlier, but it kind of slipped my mind till now too, is that, is it, is it kind of weird, I guess, being a front man now? I went from being a front man in a reverie to, um, scream and playing guitar, uh, for a Skylar Drive. And so I went from like a full year of like just straight vocals to a year of like a couple lines per song. Um, you know, I would maybe scream for a total of like seven to 10 minutes in a full, uh, Skylar Drive set. Um, and then when we first started jamming with Horcrux, I had the hardest time to get through two songs because mm. <laughs> <Wow. laughs> it's just, it's just like you go from doing a couple lines here and there to just a straight full on metal song, right, right out of the bat. And it, it was really hard. So how'd you adjust to that? That that sounds interesting. You know, you, you being a front man now and doing all the screaming for that, how did you learn to push yourself and get through all that? Man, it was honestly just practice and practice and practice. Um, like, like I remember the first time we jammed and I had the, the hardest time to get through our first song 
and I felt so embarrassed and I was like, dude, that's it. My career is over. I'm done. <laughs> I was, I was, I was ready to just hang it up. It was, it was a tough time, but like every single practice that we've had after that, you know, I could get through one song and then I could get through a song and a half. And then eventually I could get two, three songs. Um, it was honestly just practicing, just okay. getting back into it. Okay. And bridging those two worlds there, the Skylight Drive and Horcrux, are there any, you know, there's a little bit of it on the, on the EP, but are you guys looking to, I guess, add more singing to it? Or is it just going to be straight up mostly screaming and, and heavy for, from, for, for most of this band? You know, we're, like, like I said earlier, we're always like exploring kind of like our sound and stuff like that. We haven't really set our, our foot on a specific sound. So there's definitely some singing that could be added uh, later on, but there's, I think, on this next record that we're about to put out, there's definitely going to be a lot more screaming, and it's going to be a lot more like metalcore, like traditional metalcore, you know? All right, rad, man. Well, um, the EP just came out. Is there anything else you want to plug or talk about real quick before we wrap it up here? I just want to say thank you to everyone who has downloaded the EP, who's listened to the EP, who's been messaging us on Twitter, sharing our stuff on Twitter and on Instagram. It's honestly really awesome to see all the support that we've been getting. Um, still, after two weeks after releasing this EP, people are still finding out about us. And, you know, it's awesome. Our, our Spotify listeners um, have gone up. A lot of people have reached out to me um, saying congratulations. And it really means a lot. And uh, thank you so much, everyone. Yeah, uh, on the Spotify thing real quick, is it, it, it seems like a lot of new bands are doing this. They're getting a lot of traction on Spotify seemingly like overnight and stuff. And so what's the... For all the musicians who may be watching this or listening to this later, when it's you know an audio format, like what what are the best ways to get your Spotify numbers up? It's definitely all about the playlist, man. Um, you know, there's a lot of like playlists out there that uh, like they'll probably have like their own Facebook page, and then um, I'm trying to think of an example here. Like All Press is like really aiming high for it, but like for example, All, all Press, you know, they might say um, you know if you pay us this amount of money, like $50, we'll put your song on our on our playlist. And I would definitely recommend everybody to invest a lot of money in online marketing because that's what we've been doing a lot in the past year, and it's honestly starting to pay off really, really well. Okay, good stuff, man. Yeah, uh, yeah, Michael, thanks for talking to us today, and uh, thanks to everybody watching on Facebook right now. So. Hell yeah, man. Thank you so much for having me.